It is, it is a very critical, critical milestone. In July, it was an experiment which they ran. At the moment, if you send money into a bank in another Asadic country, it will be cleared in a matter of days. Sometimes that could be very prohibitive because, as you know, Elvis, we're talking about trans-Africa trade, intra-Africa trade, or companies in different countries to be being able to do business with one another. That remains a problem if the payment systems are not seamless. So it is okay if you want to order something. Imagine you're supplying something and you are importing parts from the neighboring country. But for what you know, part sellers will say we will only deliver once the payment has been cleared. You are familiar with that. Yes. And now with this experiment, it means, and they did it with an Namibian company, sending money to a Zimbabwean one, or recipient or payment, and that was created in a matter of seconds. So hmm. it is a milestone because it will allow us to get that intra-Africa trade going, at least within the region of Sadiq. Yeah, that is what we need. Now, in Egypt, agricultural exports rise to 4.3 million tonnes. Yeah, from, from below from below 4, 4 million. And, and the beauty of this is that the the the, the, import, the exports are so diverse, from pomegranate to sweet potatoes to strawberries. Egypt is an agricultural country, by the way. That's why they were complaining when the the demo is being filled in in Ethiopia because they say you know, it's going to affect their agriculture. But this one is a positive story because 750,000 uh, 750, uh, tons increase in in the in the in the in the volume. And we're comparing this to the same period last year. So it shows you that even within the COVID lockdown, the economies that are recovering, and may all the African countries be able to register this kind of growth because we, we desperately need that. Again, I ask, are they exporting to African countries or are they exporting to Europe? Because if they're exporting to African countries, that's a plus in that intra-Africa trade. People are saying this Africa continental free trade area, is it going to work? It's going to happen in small steps like this. In fact, I shouldn't say small steps. If we are talking 750,000 tons in a matter of one year. In Nigeria, Dangote's refinery capacity scares off licensees from investing in petrol refining. <laughs> yeah. Country that imports up to 60 million liters of, of, of petrol have and suddenly a refinery, Elvis, that's going to take effect, that's going to be operational next year, we've been talking about it, that will be able to produce nearly double that, 103 million liters of petroleum products. So one, one facility will be able to produce all the needs of Nigeria's petroleum oh. consumption daily. At the moment, Nigeria is the third largest importer of petroleum products, and that will reverse the situation. But the, the small operators who are planning on building a small refinery here and there are saying it's not worth it if somebody has the capacity to refine 650,000 barrels per day, because that will mean they are out of business. It's a good thing, it's a bad thing, but I at least am glad South Africans are talking about having overcapacity for products such as petroleum which was a shame to have Nigeria importing in the first place. But what the Tangote company, a group of companies are saying, and, and people who are pro-this refinery development are saying, remember, that it's not about supplying Nigeria. It's supplying the rest of the ECOWAS, Economic Community of West African States. And from that viewpoint, there should be room here and there in outlying areas for small refineries or 
projects like that to operate in spite of the, the large what, what could be a monopoly in, in the long run.